0: Hey there, it's Donna, and it's time for another one of our little blog-vlog talks. So today, we're going to talk about five reasons, I think, that many women avoid public speaking. Because this is a real thing, my friends, a very real, real thing. So here's how this came about. So I asked my sister, who works for me here at Tea with D, to source out some photos for a blog. Now you may have actually read the blog already. That's the Confidence blog that ran a couple of weeks back. Okay, and it was the first time that I'd asked her to do this sort of thing, and so she wasn't sure what to do. So I gave her the place names for places to look for for stock photos, like Pixabay and Unsplash and things like that, and then I said, you know, this is kind of what you're looking for and whatever, and off she went. And she came back to me last night, and she was horrified. Why? Well, in her words, she said, I went to that page you gave me and began searching for pictures of confident women. It took me three whole pages to find one woman looking confident while speaking in public. All the rest of the pictures till then we're men that's just wrong that explains so much i looked at her and i said doesn't it just so she discovered the very thing that i talk about to anyone and everyone anytime i'm able to even when they don't appear to have to give a half of a shit which is men and women don't see women as confident public speakers. Men, yep, sure, no problem. Probably born with confidence, right? Um, And of course that's a generalization. There are people, for instance, my husband who would never categorize himself as a confident male public speaker. Women on the other hand though, uh, if she was born with what appeared to be confidence, okay, it was probably berated, shamed, minimized, ignored, laughed at, derided and or beaten out of her before she reached adulthood, possibly before she graduated. I've even seen the light go out of little girls' eyes in elementary school. Okay? So somebody like me, I'm the exception to the rule. I'm not the rule. So going on, you know, I have to ask, really, what do we expect? Like, do we ex- are we shocked by this, horrified by this? Why should we be? We really shouldn't be. Because despite the all the rhetoric around empowerment and girl power, and my floor is her ceiling, and body positivity, which are all amazing, fabulous, necessary things, and I'm a 210% for them, we have a long, long way to go. Girls aren't dumb, far from it, obviously. Intelligence is not a gender thing. But as humans, our need for survival is the strongest thing that we have, all right? And many, many girls learn, even today, even in the Western democratic, liberal progressive environment we supposedly live in. Okay. Girls learn that their survival depends on a very narrow range of elements. So I'm going to, am going to lay them down for you. And I suspect you have an idea what these might be. So number one, appearance. So facial appearance. Okay. So are you pretty or not? Uh, and we all know it's moving target, but there you go. Number two, appearance. Um, that's your sort of physical size and shape and to a certain degree, your styling of that. Uh, number three, you know what it is, right? It's appearance. And in some areas that has to do with skin color. And it's not as simple actually as lighter skin or darker skin, because in my environment my super super pale skin is actually not attractive a tan even though it's not healthy is considered more attractive than my light skin to my Asian friends they think my my light skin is fantastic and they carry parasols and wear hats and sunscreen to keep their skin as light as possible so again there aren't hard and fast rules around there around that and number four is smiling Come on, smile, you look so much prettier when you smile. And it's much better if your teeth are perfectly white and perfectly straight, right? So, and that really is of an appearance thing, isn't it? So then we have charm, which is not to be confused with charisma, Okay, Malleability, so in other words, the ability to conform to the expectations of others around you. So basically, do you fit in the box, right? Then there's also being unthreatening, okay? So so survivability, maybe I should use the word survival, depends on being able to be unthreatening in, in many cases. So that means you can't be smarter, more clever, more innovative, quicker, more competitive, more accomplished, or more talented. Which leads to my final um, item on our list here, which is you have to think of and treat other women as the enemy. Why? Why would we have to do that? And I think it's because we've been fed a near steady diet of male, the idea of male scarcity, um, our entire lives, whether we are aware of that or not. So we get things like Mr. Perfect and Mr. Right and the one that got away. And the good ones are taken and i might never get another chance and a girl like me can't be too choosy so it kind of goes back to that if we can't or won't or don't make a successful male match and of course that that is shifting now I, i i admit it but on the big scale it's really not so our chances of survival, and then any children that we have had or been forced to have, because that's still happening too. Okay. Our chances of survival is greatly diminished if we don't make a successful matching. Okay. It's so not impossible, but it's much harder nowadays. Of course, it might not be pure survival, right? That's at risk. Although, frankly, it's still happening enough in our modern world that we can't take that off the table for discussion. Okay. So now, nowadays, it's more oftentimes about thriving than surviving. So what do we mean by thriving? Okay. So thriving is the ability for for us, and of course, any children in the mix, to not only hold on to life, okay, but to have a life that meets a certain standard of quality. And We all know that whatever that standard is, that's a moving target, right? It keeps changing. And I read recently that this generation that's been born in the past couple of years and now, they're the first generation that is likely to have a lower overall quality of life than the preceding 100 years. So every year it's going up, 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 up. And now it'll go back. How much, whether that happens, I don't know. There are people that work with these numbers. I'm not one of them. I, barely, I basically report to you my findings. So, but I digress, okay? So no longer, okay, is it about Maslow's hierarchy necessarily, right? So food, water, shelter, safety, and then we have sort of education and healthcare and opportunity, all of that sort of stuff on a spectrum. So it's not even just about that anymore. Now it's about having the best education, the best food, organic, local, whatever, the most elite opportunities, okay? And you know the drill. So all of that takes, drumroll please, money, right? Money. And money doesn't grow on trees because trust me, I have had a money tree grown in my backyard for several decades and that damn thing hasn't given me one red cent. So don't be planning on that. So where does the money come from? Yep, we have circled all the way back to the successful male match. And again, just don't get upset. I acknowledge there are other options, right? Yes, a woman can be successful in her own right. Yes, a woman can raise her own children. Yes, a woman can vote and own land, okay? And just so you put this in perspective, that right, that right in the most... Forward-thinking civilizations, that right is only 100 years old. Before that? Okay? So, but it's those women that do those things outside the box, okay? They're the ones we either A, criticize, or B, laud as saints. And why? Because it's fucking hard. It's so hard. So we're not out of the woods, golden ox. Okay? So what is... Any of this have to do with public speaking, you might rightly ask. And it's simple because public speaking for many women is when the shit hits the fan. Along with that sort of survive, thrive, and that successful pairing, and then putting yourself in the bullseye, like put the bullseye like right in the middle of you, you know, for judgment, drawing attention, exhibiting confidence that threatens everything that happens in public speaking, or at least we feel that. Okay, so take a moment with that thought. Now think about successful public speakers who are female. Think about that, who comes to mind? And would you put yourself with those people, right? When I ask people this, they give me examples like Michelle Obama, Hillary Clinton, uh, Oprah Winfrey, now Kamala Harris, sometimes get people like uh, the Williams, uh, Serena Williams or Beyonce or things like that, okay? The Meryl Streep's, but would you put yourself with them? I'll bet you wouldn't. Because in our minds, they are the exception, right? And for them, in many cases, it has been a struggle and they have paid a personal price to be those public speakers that they are. We admire them, we kind of want to be them, and we kind of don't want to be them. So now, now I want you to think about successful male public speakers, and you won't be blamed if you pretty much think like pretty much all dudes in that category. But is is there ever a single one that when you stop and you think and you go, oh, he's so great at that, And then you think something like, it's remarkable he can do that that well. I'm sure he made a lot of personal sacrifices to be that good at that level. So I bet you serious money that you have never even thought about the specialness or uniqueness of a man being a great public speaker. Do you? So that's my point, right? So here we finally arrive at my reasons why many women, my five reasons why many women avoid public speaking. So number one, they believe that their appearance is not good enough to be on stage, okay? But by having a spotlight on them in that way, They're opening themselves up to criticism and risk and mockery and degrading, right? To be objectified because that's real. So number two is they believe that nice girls don't make waves. And not every public speaking event is about making waves, but you know, they can be. Just putting your voice out there can be perceived that way. And so women can be conflict avoidant because they've never been given the skills or the permission to stand in their place when tensions or challenges come up. Number three is they've they've been given little encouragement to develop their thoughts and feelings and beliefs to the point that a public stage seems like a legitimate place to be. In other words, they think they have nothing valuable to say. Right? Number four is They haven't been given an opportunity to learn the skills necessary nor a place to safely practice those skills and they don't feel ready or again good enough and finally number five is they're convinced that everyone else everyone else male and female alike is smarter wittier more educated, more attractive, more eloquent, more expressive, more natural, more interesting, more engaging, more worthy and worthwhile than them. In some, how dare they put themselves in a position of certainty, focus, and authority, right, and anything else that will threaten so now if you've, you've listened to all of this and you're saying to yourself, whatever, totally doesn't apply to me um, or my friends or anything like that, then I say to you, good for you. That is fantastic. You're lucky. Now, what are you going to do with that power you have? But if you're like most of the women I deal with, you're probably going, shit. And I say to you, Okay. Now, what are you gonna do with this awareness? Maybe nothing. You know, maybe you'll tell yourself that that's just the way it is, or other women are doing this, so I don't have to. Or I know things should change, but I'm not the right woman for the job, or any of the other million things we tell ourselves. Right? All that is fair. It is. It's fair. But I want you. I want to leave you with one last question. Okay? And here it is. You ready? gonna lay it on you here. So when you're having all those thoughts and feelings, I want to know, are these thoughts, feelings, and beliefs based on reality and truth? Or are they the stories you tell yourself based on years of living under the influence of family and friends and communities and societies and institutions? When you were too young, to, to know who you were or even what was being done to yourself and your potential. Again, this is just a thought and it shared with love and respect and the belief in you and your potential. And frankly, the very real power that all women have that is just waiting, just waiting to be tapped. And then maybe someday when my sister goes looking for pictures of women, confidently speaking in public, maybe that day she'll find a picture of you.